Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Discover a new educational and interactive podcast, Stories for Kids by Lingo Kids. Our episodes are packed with fun activities. Right, Elliot? Oh, yes! We went shape hunting around the block, and we found spheres and cubes on the street. That was great fun. Join Stories for Kids, the Lingo Kids podcast, inspiring you to learn while having fun. Listen to Stories for Kids on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Sharp Money with Patrick Maher and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. Okay, Sharp Money on a Thursday, Hour 3, presented by DraftKings. That means DraftKings U.S. trading lead Brennan White joins us, who are, who are us. I'm Patrick Maher, Amal Shaw, Dustin Sweetelson, and we welcome in our buddy Brennan White at Brennan White 14 on Twitter. Brennan, for sports bettors, hi and happy new year to you. For sports bettors, week 18. it's fun. It's interesting. It's a little bit of a different mix, right? Motivation. We're talking about incentive chasers in the prop market. But what I'm fascinated to know is what is week 18 behind the curtain at a sports book like? Yeah. Happy new year to you guys as well. It's great to be back. I I think this is a really sort of interesting conversation for us to have this week, because for us, from a bookmaking perspective, Week 18 is right up there with week one in the Super Bowl in terms of sort of importance. And it's not so much because of the amount of money that we're going to take. It's more due to the amount of manual work that's required. We've got sort of starting with the pre-match process. Week 18 is the week with the most line movement. It's the week with the most sort of non-public information. The sharp bettors tend to do very well and get lots of CLV. We've got lots of backups playing with not a lot of historical data on their performance. And we've got player incentives. We don't really know kind of what team's game plans are going to be around those players that have contract incentives. Uh, And additionally, we've got some sort of weird situations. Um, I know everyone's talking about kind of the Eagles and the Cowboys, but you wouldn't believe the amount of parlays we've seen on sort of Cowboys first half, uh, you know, all spreads. And then Hmm. assuming the Eagles are going to bench their players, parlays to, you know, that's in the Eagles game where say Eagles under second half. Um, those are all things that our system, our automation is not really set up to handle in all areas where traders have to step in and make decisions on a regular basis and stay on top of all the news and all of these kind of strange situations and make sure that, you know, our pricing is at a point where we're comfortable. And then you can get something overnight where one team says, ah, we're going to play our guys. And you got to sort of go back to the drawing board and figure out everything that that impacts. So it's a real challenge to stay on top of everything. But it's also a challenge that's, that's really fun because it's unique. It only kind of happens once a year, and, and there's a lot of sharp action coming in. So 
it feels a little bit like us versus the Sharps some days. Um, but it's a, it's a sort of opportunity for us to demonstrate kind of the value that, that the traders can add, uh, you know, to the pricing, to the sports book. So it's, it's something that, you know, from our perspective, we, we take very seriously. We sort of have different approaches for, um, but I think that's something that maybe, you know, the casual better isn't, isn't really thinking about when they go to place their bets, right? Brennan, how quickly are you moving on a spread this weekend compared to other weekends? And you mentioned it's some of the information being crucial. We were talking a little bit earlier about the Eagles-Giants game. There's a potential the Eagles may not play, guys. And I, I don't know if you guys are sitting at five or four and a half right now, but is that something that all of a sudden you're going to move down drastically much, much quicker than you would in any other weekend minus the first week? Absolutely. Yeah, we will move prices much more aggressively. Um, I, right now we're sitting on five on that game. You know, we, we opened that game six and a half. Um, I think that it is a situation where we're much more likely to, to move more and we're more likely to move off of kind of weaker information. Um, I think especially these situations where teams are playing at the same time and another game impacts the pricing for, for that game. It's a challenge for our live traders as well. You know, on Sunday, we're going to have seven games going on in the afternoon that all have playoff implications, and they're not just watching their game. They're watching the other games to see what's going on there. What does that mean for the game that I'm, I'm tasked with, and, and how do I need to adjust, you know, the expectations for the remainder of the game based on that? So it's something that we have a very close eye on. It's something that, you know, we've trained our guys to, to be very on top of and have processes for, but it's, it's something that is very unique to Week 18. It's well put. Brennan White, U.S. trading lead at DraftKings, joining us here on Sharp Money, presented by DraftKings. Let's start Sunday night with a game, obviously, for the division there in the East, Buffalo-Miami. I'm starting there because I believe you were sitting Buffalo three, and have you come off it to two and a half? We have come off it to two and a half. Um, this is one where we really don't have a strong opinion between two and a half and three. So you might see us kind of go back and forth, test the waters one way or the other. Uh, when we were at three, we did see quite a bit of money, uh, not necessarily sharp money, just sort of volume on, on the Dolphins. So I think that this is another sort of strange situation, obviously, with, with Tyreek Hill, his house fire, him being you know photographed in a walking boot. People are kind of really of the opinion one way or the other that that you know the Bills are clearly the better team. It doesn't matter that they're on the road. They're playing for the division. This is their sort of regular season Super Bowl, and, and Miami's got some issues. Or, you know, Miami's a better team. They, they get to play at home. This game means something to them, uh, and, and they're, you know, betting the money line for the Dolphins. So we, at the moment, sort of have pretty balanced liability, um, but we did, we did start taking quite a bit of volume on the Dolphins when we were sitting at three, so, so at two and a half for the moment. Brennan, let's go to the national championship game. Where did you guys open this one up at? Where are you sitting at right now? And just your perspective on the game itself. Yeah, definitely. So we opened this at four and a half and we're sitting at four and a half. Um, this is a spot where we're going to be shaded towards Michigan. Um, we sort of power rate them five and a half to six points better than Washington. And I think as long as the market's at the four, four and a half number, we'll, we'll be four and a half, um, you know, maybe even five. But we have a ton of public money coming in on the dog. Uh, this is not unique for the national championship. I think most casual bettors that don't have a rooting interest for either of these teams tend to prefer the side that pays plus money on the money line. So we do expect to sort of have to root for Michigan. Although 
Michigan is a state where we have a pretty big audience of college football bettors, and we've seen them interestingly target sort of some of our alt spreads, taking the minus 7.5, the minus 10.5, um, you know, looking for opportunities to get more money back if this turns into a blowout like some of the previous national championship games have. Yes, you'll be happy. And I was happy to note as a DraftKings employee and stockholder, I was just in Michigan, Brennan, and I can very much tell you all of my friends use DraftKings and they're all going to be betting Michigan lane four and a half at DraftKings. I know that. Yeah, yeah, we uh, I, I think I looked at the splits this morning and it was 98-2 uh, in favor of Michigan in the state of Michigan. So don't doubt that for a second. <laughs> Spartan fans well, coming in at strong. Least not, yeah, at least they're not betting with their heart at all. Um, okay, so national, national championship game uh, one. Let's go back to the NFL. Chicago-Green Bay, it's kind of fascinating, right? Because Green Bay win and they're in. And it's a huge spot for them at home. But Chicago has been playing great ball. Where are you sitting on this number? Yeah, so right now uh, we've got the game sitting at three. Uh, we opened at one and a half. There's some rumblings that Fields might not play the whole game. Uh, so keeping a close eye on that. I think, you know, our position here is that this is a spot where the numbers like the Bears, uh, you know, the way they've been playing recently, if they play all their guys, I think they probably shouldn't uh, be three-point dogs or more. Um, you know, the Packers obviously had a good week against the Vikings last week, but They've got some secondary concerns. You know, after Jair Alexander, the depth is pretty weak. Um, Jordan Love has quite a few contract incentives, so there's been some discussion around is he going to try to air it out more? Uh, and, you know, does that maybe hinder the Packers' chances of winning the game? Um, I think that this is a spot where there is a lot of uncertainty, a lot of room for the number to move. Uh, we've seen pretty balanced action sitting at the three, but I wouldn't be surprised if it kind of moved one way or the other as we get closer to game time. Brennan, I don't know how much you can talk about this, but in terms of you mentioned Justin Fields possibly not playing. So how do you guys, from your perspective, try to decipher what's legitimate, what's something that's probably just speculation, and how you react to it? Yeah, so sort of without getting too into the weeds, uh, we get most of our news the way that everyone does, mostly through Twitter uh, or beat reporters. Um, and in those situations, we have to make a determination kind of around how trustworthy the source is. But we also have quite a bit of expertise and some sort of connections to, to other news sources where we can verify sort of things that we see that we are more skeptical of. Um, a lot of times, the truth is that we rely a lot on the bad information that comes in. We have customers who we've sort of seen uh, on ahead of non-public information routinely, uh, and we let them bet more specifically with us because we want that information from them. So if we hear a rumbling or have a news source out there uh, and that better comes in and sort of confirms our suspicions, then we're much more likely to move the prices. What, what, what I find fascinating is forget pre-match. I want to be with you, Brennan, at halftime of these games on Sunday. Because <laughs> posting a second-half number with all that's up for grabs is going to be wild. It is going to be pretty crazy. Um, I'll, be, I'll be pretty busy running around as all these games are going to half. Um, you know, the other consideration we have for live is we're trying to settle all of our season-long markets this year during the games as stuff happens. So uh, 
another sort of extra piece of the puzzle to make sure that we're on top of all the, you know, player props and yardages and, and wins as the games are over. Well, we kind of wish you the best. As a friend, we wish you the best of luck, but Dustin just put down 25 to one in conference over at DraftKings on the Rams. So we're pulling for him too. So you understand we have uh, rooted, we have interest elsewhere as well, Brennan. Totally understand. I'll take whatever support I can get. <laughs> <laughs> it's a weird business to say the least. He's the best. He's our, our partner, Brennan White, DraftKings U.S. trading lead at Brennan White 14 on Twitter. Good luck and thank you very much. We'll talk to you next Thursday. Thanks, guys. Talk next week. Thank you. Okay. Big guy, I tried to stand up for you there. You know, it's, it's like we pull for Brennan because he's so great to us, but at the same time, you want to win your future. You know what I'm saying? Well, so, sometimes your friend can be an enemy in moments. And in this moment, he's also, I can't really call him a full enemy, though, because he hung a number that I wanted to bet. By the way, I got yeah. to call Patrick on the good luck. It's in poker. When somebody's all in, you go good luck and you're against them. Yeah, sounds yeah. really sincere. <laughs> I'm a liar. <laughs> there are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notify, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Parents, ready to discover a new educational and interactive podcast for kids? Join Stories for Kids by Lingo Kids, where episodes are packed with fun activities. Right, Elliot? Oh, yes! We learned how to recycle at the beach. That was great fun. Callie, what do you say? It was. And that time when we did the science experiment and Billy made raisins dance. That is so cool, Billy. He did. <laughs> Not to mention when a certain Elliot took up swimming classes with Lisa. That was me. <laughs> Bet you can't catch me. I'm going to get you. All this fun and more in our Stories for Kids. Lingo Kids Stories for Kids is now available on Story Button, the kid-friendly device for screenless podcast listening. Listen to Stories for Kids on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Sharp Money with Patrick Maher and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. Okay, become a VSIN pro for $9.99 for a month. Check it out for January and see if you like it. Stick around if you do. VSIN.com slash subscribe. Pro tools, pro picks, pro tips. It's all there when you become a VSIN pro. 
vcin.com slash subscribe. I'm cracking up, boys. Uh, Malshaw, Dustin Sweetelson. I'm Patrick Maher. I just read this quote. We talked a little bit about it earlier in the show, but this is funny. This, like, before I read the quote, understand that LeBron James is more of an owner of the Lakers than Jeannie Buss. Just because fiscally what he provides during his tenure is more important than any decision that Jeannie Buss is going to make. So if LeBron James is unhappy or in a bad way or decides to leave the Lakers or whatever, it drives the value of the Lakers down, even if it's temporary. Now, having said all that, here's the report that Dustin mentioned earlier. But this, the way that it's phrased is funny. Quote, the Lakers reportedly losing patience with coach Darvin Ham. The Lakers are LeBron James. Why not, Why doesn't anybody have the balls to write the headline? LeBron James reportedly losing patience with Darvin Ham. Do you think Austin Reeves can go to LeBron James and say, I know you love him, but hear me out. The Darvin Ham thing, it's just not right for me. And oh, no, no, LeBron, this is Austin Reeves talking. LeBron, uh, just zip it for a second, okay, King? I've decided I'm going to move on. And then they have a team meeting, and Austin Reeves stands up and says, LeBron, zip it. We're going to move on from Ham. You think that's viable? No. Here's what happens. LeBron says, here's what I'm doing. I'm annoyed with Darvin Ham. He goes to Rich Paul. He first has to say, hello, Adele. Is Rich there? <laughs> Yes, he is. Can I talk to him? Thank you. Gets uh, Rich Paul, who's married or whatever, to Adele. Pretty big deal. And says, can you go ahead and plant that the team is upset with Darvin Ham? Because I hate that guy. <laughs> yeah, just tell him it's Austin Reeves. Who freaking cares? It's That's the token. Anyway, so... <laughs> You understand my point, fellas? <laughs> Absolutely. This I'm, is Dustin. <laughs> Dustin is pensively looking at his phone, so I don't know what's going on. Maybe well, there's no, another I actually, report. I have the the transcript of how the phone call went down. He, he called Adele. Oh, he let's said, hear it. Said hello, it's me. I was wondering if after all these years you'd like to meet to go over everything. They say that time's it. supposed to heal you, but I ain't done much healing. It. Yeah, I knew he was Googling Adele lyrics. That's why I called him out, and it's well done. <laughs> but but by the, the way, the song's hello. What am I supposed to do? I hello. Don't. You know what? It would have been better if you went Lionel Richie. Hello, is it <laughs> me you're looking for? <laughs> anyway, I'm just having fun with it. But like the fact that LeBron is leave, losing patience with Darvin Ham, we've never seen him lose patience with coaches in the past. Oh, that's right. He's lost patience with every coach he's ever had, including your boy in Miami. And Pat Riley, all stepped in and said, I'm not firing him, so deal with it. You mean the future Hall of Famer with uh, <laughs> four NBA Finals or three NBA? No, I think four NBA Finals appearances. That's right. Spolstra. Yeah. Why, why is his name slipping my five, mind? Actually. That's how big. Yeah. Why, what's his name? Spolstra. Eric Spolstra. my mind all of a sudden. Yeah, Spolstra. Yeah. Remember, LeBron was walking off the court and bumped him as a show of I own you. And and Riley came down and was like, we're not going to fire him, so just deal with it. That's LeBron tries to get every coach fired. By the way, think about this. Um, David Blatt was uh, coaching the Cavaliers. <laughs> I then, forgot about that And guy. then he got exiled. Now he's at Maccabi Tel Aviv. Yeah. <laughs> LeBron, he literally fires coaches so hard they end up in Israel. Well, isn't it, <laughs> isn't it weird that, like, 
this doesn't happen with any other team. It seems to be whatever, whatever city Amal is in, or Amal, whatever city LeBron is in, all of a sudden these words come out that someone is annoyed that the coaching has changed and he's not happy and the team's losing and all of a sudden then there's a new coach in town. Doesn't happen uh, in Houston. He's Doesn't happen in... I don't know, Dallas, but it seems to happen consistently, whatever city LeBron is in. Well, think about this. He's had eight coaches. Six of them have been fired. The only two that haven't been fired are Ty Lue and Eric Spolstra. And you talked about Ty Lue yesterday, what a job he's done with the Clippers. Spolstra is going to Springfield. I mean, by the way, I'm just waiting for him to come out with the, I need help. Oh, no, he can't do that anymore. <laughs> this is a weird report. There, there, this is a weird report that I'm seeing. They're, they're actually reporting who could potentially replace Darvin Ham as the Lakers head coach, and the number one name on the list is Savannah James, LeBron's <laughs> wife? That's weird. Anyway. <laughs> DraftKings is going to post the market. <laughs> Savannah James minus $2. <laughs> I don't know. That was pretty it's good. Funny you got because, me that thank you. Uh, he handpicks. So it's funny because Anthony Davis, here's a quote from Anthony Davis last night. And again, it's the tw 10th game I watched from start to finish in the NBA this year last night. And I told you that LeBron was loafing. Here's what Anthony uh, Davis had to say. Quote, we got out work tonight. It's a little bit of everything right now. And if we keep on this trend, it's not going to be good for us. So they're admitting they got outworked. I told you from my donk eye perspective that LeBron mailed in the game. Don't you think there's a little bit of undermining going on from LeBron? So you think it's convenient that I could tell you that LeBron gave up last night and then the next day it was planted in the news that they're sick of Darvin Ham? Are you the guy's more calculated than a calculator? There's no freaking way. I, I'm with you on it. By the way, you're right. His mouthpiece, Rich Paul, you know, comes out and says these things. It's just. Look, at some point in time, the Lakers need to stand up and play well. They win the in-season tournament, but since that point in time, last 10 games, they're just 2-10. and 10. They've only had one game that was really even close. They lost by two points. You got victories over the Hornets and the Oklahoma City Thunder during that stretch. Yeah, OKC's having a great season, but I don't know. I think you pointed it out well, Patrick, which is he's not playing. The team is not responding, and... Look, Darvin, it doesn't make a difference who the name is. The only reason it matters on the name is because that's where the direct deposit goes for the head coach. Other than that, it doesn't matter who's out there on the sideline. Yeah, it's not. Dustin, you know this. This is he's a very smart, calculating person. LeBron says, you know what? We've lost eight of ten short term because he wants what he wants. He can he nobody can submarine a situation better than LeBron. Blame it on somebody else and get what he wants. When by the way, he handpicked Darvin Ham. What a world. Uh last time LeBron James only scored 12 points in a game, November of 2021. <laughs> okay? Last time he only you're, scored 12 you're, you're, points they, in a game. That is I'm so glad you brought that up. You don't think if he wanted to score more than 12 last night, he could have but, against a Jimmy Butler list heat, please. But but funny, was anyone outworking the Lakers during the in-season tournament where there was glory and there was attention and no, there was a way was to add to his accolades? Right. It, it's funny. Darvin Ham looked like a really good coach in that in-season tournament. Then all of a sudden the goal is accomplished. And suddenly the motivation isn't there. LeBron's not happy with things. And all of a sudden the leaks come out. Hold on. A year ago, 
this team was in the Western Conference Finals with Darvin Ham as the head coach. They just won the in-season tournament, and a few weeks later, all of a sudden, things just aren't right. There's a disconnect. No, the disconnect is LeBron James. I almost called him something. I, I got to be careful. I tell you what, though, Patrick made a made a point. I didn't realize it was only this recent that he had scored 12 points in 2021. I would have thought it was somewhere in a game where he may have left due to injury yeah. or rejection. You think about like at his years age, ago. like there's, I'm sure there's right. games where he got pulled or got hurt. 12, but, 2021. But the Lakers shot 24 free throws last night. LeBron didn't shoot a single one. I mean, he's like James Harden. If you're within the area code and you breathe on him, it's going to be two free throws. It's it's so apparent what's happening. It's just, I mean, kudos to him. He can he can pull it off. Like, <clears throat> excuse me, he can decide to do it. Right, Real yeah, quick, a random transition because this just came out on Twitter. I just saw. <clears throat> When it comes to coaching, how we over and underrated at times, remember in the playoffs, the talking point was about how Joe Mazzulla was in over his head? Yes. Uh, Joe Mazzulla won Eastern, uh, won Eastern Conference Coach of the Month. Celtics went 12-2 and two in December, 8-1 and one against teams above 500. And guess what? After he had an offseason to, like, catch his breath and realize, like, what the job entails, all of a sudden Joe Mazzulla looks like a head coach. Why do I bring that up? Because that's what head coaching is in the NBA. It's kind of irrelevant. It kind of matters. And we just say, oh, this coach isn't doing well because the team's losing. This coach is doing well because his team's winning. It, it comes down to the player's performing. Two things. First of all, I didn't even realize there was a coach of the month award. <laughs> and second, by the way, I like Joe Missoula when he got asked the one time, were you aware that the uh, Royals were at the game? And he said, you know, who jo Joseph Mary and... Uh, I don't, I don't know in terms of the Bible what it was, but whatever his quote was, ask. I don't know. But whatever <laughs> his quote was, I was just like, I like the fact that he kind of just shot down the reporter's question. But listen, we're not going to hear the end of this. This could be interesting. Yeah, I mean, Darvin Ham was a basic no-name player with no clout. Why do you think he was handpicked by LeBron James? Because he doesn't pull anything as far as rank. So when he decides to move on to shake it up, he doesn't care about Darwin or his family. He just decides to move on. It's a ruthless business, and LeBron James, he's the king. When we return, Mick Chalella is going to join, does a great job at Fan Tracks. We're talking NFL, NBA, Major League Baseball, and maybe even Australian basketball. This is Sharp Money with Patrick Maher and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. Okay, a little break to tell you about Zen Nicotine Pouches. We're always debating what a team needs to get to number one, but Zen Nicotine Pouches are already there. It's helped millions of people achieve lasting change. Earning the title of America's number one nicotine pouch, you can find your Zen at your local convenience store online at Zen.com. That's ZYN.com as a warning. This product does contain nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Okay, got you back here. Sharp Money presented by DraftKings. Amal Shaw, Dustin Sweetelson. I'm Patrick Maher. Let's welcome in our buddy Mick Chalella, Fantrax Senior Analyst at the Mick 23. And we've got plenty to get to, but I'll start with the Mick 23. That's your Twitter handle. And as I look over the handle, it, you might have an issue like me because are you betting on Australian basketball, Mick? Is that what's happening right now? <laughs> I do bet on NBL from time to time, definitely. Actually <laughs> okay, started, well, I'll actually have to started, follow the uh, Sydney. <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. 
I was say I actually started with some uh, some CBA, some Chinese Basketball Association, and it's kind of shifted over into some MBL. So I definitely love some overnight basketball props. That's what we that's that's what we like. That's the type of guest we need. Somebody betting Chinese basketball and then doubling down with Australian basketball. Now, speaking of basketball, a light night in the association. So you do have, of course, just two on a Thursday. Denver is at the Warriors. The Nuggets are laying three and a half at the Warriors. But you're going to take a look at prop here and we'll start with Jokic. Jokic over 38 and a half points and rebounds combined. Yeah, I think we're getting a little bit of a discounted number based on his history. He's hit this number in 60% of his games, but I think we're getting a little bit lower number than usual because he's been very passive offensively as of late. He's only averaged 10 field goal attempts in his last four games, yet he still managed to hit this number in two out of the four. So I think with some added volume, I think he has a better chance of hitting this number. And I think the matchup itself kind of lends itself to him hitting this number. The Warriors kind of tend to let Jokic uh, score rather than facilitate. When they played in the playoffs a couple of years ago, Jokic only averaged 5.8 assists in that five-game series, which Golden State won 4-1. to one. So I think they're generally okay with him scoring. So I think he's going to get a lot of touches in the paint. Golden State doesn't really have anybody that can match up with him. They have Trace Jackson Davis and Jonathan Kaminga as their bigs, along with Kevon Looney out off the bench. So I think Jokic is going to score plenty. And the rebound should be there as well for most of the same reasons. He's had at least 12 rebounds in eight straight matchups. So I think the points and the rebounds is the way to go with Jokic tonight. Staying on the Joker theme here, you've got Joker for the first basket at plus 390. Kind of break down how you come to a play like this, uh, because obviously there's 10 players on the floor. It could be anybody in that situation. Well, again, I think with Jokic, the matchup is going to be favorable. So Jokic actually has nine first baskets in 34 games. So it's about a 26.5% hit rate. Wow. And at plus 390 odds, we're getting the implied odds are about 20%. So we're getting a little bit of an edge there. And then again, Golden State doesn't really have anybody that can match up with Jokic from a size standpoint. So I think if the Nuggets, if Jokic wins this hit, which I'm I'm banking on him doing, I think they're just going to feed him right in the paint right away. And again, Golden State doesn't tend to double. They kind of let him do his thing down there and, and score on his own. So I think as long as Denver wins the tip, I think the odds, along with the probability, make this a good bet. It's a great explanation. We're joined by Mick Chalella, Fantrax Senior Analyst at the Mick 23 for your Chinese and Australian basketball. And not just the NBA, but of course the NFL, which... Of course, gets going on Saturday. An interesting matchup. Houston's at Indy, and Houston's laying one on the road. But you're going to take a look at the prop market here and focus on Michael Pittman over six and a half receptions. Yeah, I love Pittman this week. I actually think most of the books have already listed this number at seven and a half, but you can still get it at six and a half on FanDuel. I think the FanDuel is going to push this up to a seven and a half by the time the game starts. So if you want to get six and a half and kind of get that free reception, it's best to jump on it now. Prior to Pittman getting hurt against the Steelers a couple of weeks ago, he had at least eight receptions in seven out of eight games. He had at least 11 targets in six out of eight games. For the Colts, this is a, a must-win game against the Houston Texans. I think they're going to go with their bread and butter. I think you're going to see a lot of Jonathan Taylor. You're going to see a lot of Michael Pittman. But specifically as it regards to Pittman, I think it's a favorable matchup against the Texans because Houston is second in the NFL in DVOA versus the run, but they're only 23rd against the pass, and specifically they're 27th against number one wide receivers. And while they have very good cornerbacks um, who prohibit the deep ball, I think that's only going to help Pittman and his connection underneath with Gardner Minshew. 
They have there are 34 wide receivers in the NFL with at least 100 targets. Pittman has the fourth lowest average depth of target. So it's a lot of pitch and catch with Minshew and Pittman. You're not going to see a ton of deep balls, but I think the volume is going to be there. And this is a spot where I wouldn't mind if you wanted to ladder his receptions and go 8, 9, 10. I think that's a viable strategy this week. I love Pittman to get at least seven this week. Rashad White, anytime touchdown, minus 114. This is a guy that scored in four of his last five games here when you look at this matchup, Mick. Absolutely, yeah. I was going to point that out. He had scored in four straight before last week. He scored in eight different games this season. And again, this is another game where the matchup is just picture perfect. He's facing the Carolina Panthers. They are last in the NFL in a lot of things, but specifically run defense, DVOA. And again, from a narrative standpoint, this is a matchup that Tampa Bay needs to win to secure a playoff spot. Carolina could not get, wait to get out of the building fast enough. They've already scheduled their holiday plans and travel plans. So there's almost no motivation there. I think Tampa Bay is going to jump on them early. White has done a good job as a receiver as well. And I think combine all those things with, you know, Baker Mayfield dealing with a little bit of an injury. I think you're going to rely on the running game a lot more. You're going to see a ton of Rashad White. I love all of his props, but I definitely think he scores a touchdown on Sunday. Mick, can we follow up? And Dustin sent me a, a great text while you were talking about Pittman over six and a half, and you mentioned the ladder bets. Uh, he mentioned that's something you hear in the prop market a lot. Could you explain a little bit by what you mean by the ladder bet? Sure, absolutely. So uh, what I like to do with my ladder bets, I mean, I guess it depends on on what you're willing to risk, but a lot of times I'll do a ladder bet for two units, let's say. So the first unit would be the base prop, which is over six and a half receptions. And you can get that at minus 138. And then I don't have the other numbers in front of me as far as the pricing. But for example, then you can go over seven and a half at, let's say, 120. And you could put half a unit on that. And then over eight and a half receptions might be plus 300. And you can put a quarter of a unit on that. So basically, you know, the higher the ladder goes, the more bang for your buck you get. And as long as I try to stagger it so that as long as the base bet hits, then you're profiting. You know, I've seen people do ladders where they're betting one unit on each stage of the ladder, and that doesn't really make sense to me. As long as, you know, you want to kind of reduce the bet as the odds increase. It's a great breakdown in terms of how to do it and really make some money with it. Is is Pittman just an example of one, or is this one that really stands out to you? Because he's had a great season. I think, what does he have, 100-plus catches already this year? Yeah, absolutely. This is definitely one I'm, I'm going to target. Like I said, he had eight receptions in seven of his last eight games prior to the injury. And, you know, so a lot of people I think will see four receptions against Pittsburgh and five receptions last week against the Raiders. But again, he left the Pittsburgh game early. He was well on his, he could have well have been on his way to a double digit reception game in that game. And then the Vegas game, you know, I think they were more interested in making sure he was 100% and good to go for the playoff run. So I think that this week is the week that I'd be shocked if he got less than eight. So I'm fine laddering this all the way to 10. Beautiful. And finally, some incentive based bets that you're keeping your eye on as far as two particular players, Mick, Devontae Adams and Jamar Chase. Yes. Well, I know you guys have mentioned, you know, the incentives of week 18 and how that kind of can can trickle down effect as far as profiting goes. I think what I want to do in targeting Devontae Adams and Jamar Chase is look at their first drive reception. So I haven't seen this posted on FanDuel yet for this week, but they do tend to post props as far as which receivers will catch a pass on the first drive. 
And I think with Devontae Adams and Jamar Chase, there are no incentive for them to play the whole game. There's no incentive for them to play 60 snaps or get 12 targets. But Adams has 98 receptions. Chase has 96 receptions. I think both players want to get to 100. And I think their teams will do the best possible job of getting them those catches early in the game. So I like both of those players to catch a pass on their team's respective first drives. Now that's good information. We like the breakdown in depth as well. Mick Chalella will have to do it again. Fantrax senior analyst. Make sure you check out Fantrax. Of course, the Mick 23 on Twitter from Jersey to Australia to China. He's got you covered. Thank you, Mick. Appreciate it. Appreciate you. Thank you guys. Thank you very much. Thank you. There you go. I, what I like there is not just when we're talking incentives, but the ladder bets as well. You get a good explanation uh, from Mick to give you an idea. Sometimes we just throw out terms and you'll hear terms. I know new bettors are oftentimes a, a little intimidated to ask questions and, and Mick uh, elucidated there. So you like to hear it. Yeah, when great. we return, we've got, go ahead, Amal. I was just going to say, great follow-up and also, Patrick, that's an area where you can get a lot of plus money pricing when you get the seven, seven and a half, eight, eight and a half. Some pretty good opportunities to really, if your player hits pretty big that day, to have a good value day. Absolutely. We love it. Okay. Just two games in the NBA. You do have a full slate on the ice. So we'll have some plays coming back. College basketball as well. Final segment coming up here. Sharp Money presented by DraftKings. This is VSIN, the Esports Betting Network. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. <sighs> is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Parents, ready to discover a new educational and interactive podcast for kids? Join Stories for Kids by Lingo Kids, where episodes are packed with fun activities. Right, Elliot? Oh, yes! We learned how to recycle at the beach. That was great fun. Callie, what do you say? It was. And that time when we did the science experiment and Billy made raisins dance. That is so cool, Billy. He did. <laughs> Not to mention when a certain Elliot took up swimming classes with Lisa. That was me! <laughs> Bet you can't catch me. I'm going to get you. All this fun and more in our Stories for Kids. Lingo Kids Stories for Kids is now available on StoryButton, the kid-friendly device for screenless podcast listening. Listen to Stories for Kids on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is 
Sharp Money with Patrick Maher and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. Okay, five bucks to get 150 instantly in bonus bets. That's for new customers at DraftKings. When you download the app or go to DraftKings.com using the promo code VSIN. So V S I N. And here's the kicker you also get NBA League Pass with the deal. VSIN, new customers, DraftKings. Great deal, DraftKings. The crown is yours. Okay, we got you back here, Sharp Money. Time for some plays. Again, kind of a light day, boys, as we're looking at 13 on the ice, two NBA games. 55 in college basketball. We'll start college basketball. Amal, I know the numbers moved a little bit here, but you do have a play. Washington is hosting Oregon in the college hoops uh, in college hoops tonight. And I've got a number of four and a half. I believe you got it earlier today with Washington laying three and a half. Yeah, it took the overnight at three and a half, and now it's going up to four and a half, some places as high as five. And a couple factors here. Frank Kepnung, uh, the center for Washington, is an Oregon transfer. He's questionable game time decision with the knee. And then Infali Dante, who's been out with a hamstring issue for Oregon, he's also questionable in this game. He might return. He's only played one game so far this year, but had a monster game in that one for the Ducks, 16 points, 21 rebounds. They're going to need his presence. But I'll tell you what, Washington is playing better basketball than they have, and Oregon's a young team, so going up to Hack Ed tonight won't be an easy spot in conference play. You'll see some of the other games. One other game that I didn't play, Patrick, I'm just quickly uh, looking at on a potential play. Colorado's catching 12 and a half down at Arizona. Uh, this is a pretty good Colorado squad that Tad Boyle has. I think they're probably the second best team in the league behind U of A. U of A, though, is coming off of a home loss, excuse me, a road loss at Stanford by 18. So I think they'll be a little bit more focused this is one where maybe if you see U of A get off to a big lead in the first half, might play on a larger number with Colorado later on. All right. Beautiful. We transition over to the NBA boys. And, you know, it's Thursday. That means TNT. That means just two games on an association evening. That's the Bucks at the Spurs. Not necessarily an appetizing matchup because, well, you get to see Wembyama. If you haven't, it's a standalone. You get to see Wemby. And get to see uh, our buddy, Mr. Pop uh, Popovich, torpedo his young career. <laughs> it's a weird, it's a the weird, uh, I guess I would say weird lineups that Pop has been throwing at us with this Spurs team, which is young. The Bucks are in town. They're laying 11, 10 and a half at a couple of shops, 248 on the total. I, I don't have anything side or total, boys, if you do. I feel do. free to jump oh, in. I, I know prop. the big guy's holding up his finger because I think he's got a prop on this one. Yeah, this is a weird one for me because I traditionally just stay away from the Spurs because it just feels like a group of young players that are all kind of in the same mold around Wemby, like these wing guys that are just whatever. Although I will know, I think Trey Jones is making his season debut for, for San Antonio today, so he's in the lineup at point guard. Uh, but I'm going to look at Devin Vassell tonight. When you look at Milwaukee off the back-to-back, -back and I don't know, I think it's an angle to, to attack some San Antonio guys who are younger and they're arrested, whereas Milwaukee's on a back-to-back. -back. They also allow the sixth most, most points per game to opposing shooting guards. Vassell's numbers are interesting because I went through his home road splits. He averages five more points per game at home than he does on the road. He scores 20.9 at home versus 15.9 on the road. That is crazy to me. His prop number is set at 19 and a half, and he's averaging 23 and a quarter points over his last four home games. We'll go Vassal over 19 and a half points here. I mean, this is one of those spots where if Drew Holiday was still in Milwaukee, he could potentially be, you know, a guy locking up a guy like Devin Vassal. Instead, I think Vassal goes off, so we'll go over 19 and a half with him. You know, Patrick. 
Go ahead. I just want to add one Go more ahead. thing. Milwaukee gave up 142 last night at Indianapolis. This total is at 249. It seems a tad bit high. Generally, when a team gets embarrassed like that, I think they gave up 47 or 43 in the third quarter last night in Naptown. I would expect to see a better effort. Revenge spot here for the Spurs. They got beat by 13 back in December by the Bucks. So interesting game. But I like your call on Vassal here tonight. All right, the late game, a little respect being given to a Warriors team that's lost three of four. However, they are hosting the Nuggets, the Nuggets laying three and a half. Of course, remember, no Draymond here. I'm looking at Jokic. We just had a guest on, goes points, rebounds over. I'm just going to go straight up points because Jokic is coming off scoring 13 and scoring 19. That's not going to continue specifically against a team he dominates. Jokic dominates the Warriors. Uh, he scored 26 or more points in three of four and five of his last seven against the Warriors. And the Warriors don't have Draymond Green. So I like him to go over the 25 and a half. You're going to have to lay maybe $1.20, $1.25, but go over 25 and a half points. Jokic tonight, uh, standalone. So it'll be fun to watch in Golden State. Also feels like for Jokic, this year is about getting up for the games that matter. And to him, the Warriors still matter, even though the record may not say that this year. It still matters knocking them off in the West. And we look at the Warriors, they've lost three or four coming into this one, including one in Denver by six. I don't normally bet a lot of sides here in the NBA. I'm considering laying it with Denver on the road. He beat them on Christmas Day by six in, in the Mile High City. Revenge spot here. That was a tight game. The final score really probably was not indicative of what it was, but this would be an interesting spot here. I, this is where I love the NBA. I, I think it's probably, I don't know where you guys come out on this. I think it's the best in-life sport to bet there is when you look at the, the big six sports in North America. You have so many swings and so many runs that if you don't like laying three and a half with Denver, at some point you'll probably be able to get a shorter number. If you don't like the Warriors at three and a half, at some point in time you'll probably be able to get a higher number on the Warriors. Lay it, big guy. Don't be scared. I <laughs> I don't think you should be worried about that three and a hook. It, no, there's no fear. There's no, it's not fear. It's called being responsible. Whoa. It's called being responsible. Whoa. i got to get my life in order, Patrick. We're, we're at a crossroads. I can either buy a whole new wardrobe or eat salads for dinner. It's one or the other. The salads for dinner is more cost effective. So we're going to go with that. Well, since you're doing music puns today, when I mentioned Adele, you just mentioned Crossroads. Would you like to rap Bone Thugs in Harmony? No, but my favorite Biggie song has Bone Thugs on it. Notorious thugs. It's like if I was ever a fighter. How's, how does that one go? I can't remember. Well, I can't say the lyrics on the air because I would also then get canceled. A BTH, Cleveland, Maybe you can Ohio. Sing a hook. Well, no, it's. Can I say let's ride and get high? You just yeah. did. Oh. Fair enough. Okay. I don't. Yeah, let's ride. I don't, though. Uh, I do have an NFL prop I want to throw at you that I'm betting now before it jumps at all. Good transition. Let's yeah, hear you it. You like that? Um, I think this guy, they're going to ride him to a victory, and that's the Houston Texans. Oh! Uh, take it on an indie defense that I – look, it's week 18, and all I've been doing is targeting that indie defense and opposing running backs all year. Why? They allow the fifth most rushing yards to opposing running backs. Devin Singletary, his number is set at 61 and a half rush yards. He is the RB1. He is out carrying Damian Pierce in the last four. And this offense has really taken off with him being as the main, main focal point of the rushing attack. He's got over 61 and a half in three of uh, his last four. The one he didn't was versus Cleveland. And I don't believe they had C.J. Stroud that day either. So they were trailing, had to abandon the run game. They will be running all over the Indianapolis Colts, horrible run defense. Singletary will be involved. I know we all want to talk about Stroud. We all love Stroud. 
D'Amico Ryans knows he's got to get Stroud open throws by establishing the run game against a bad run defense. Kenny Moore is also back for Indy's pass defense, so I think that adds to that level. Attack them on the ground, and Devin Singletary will have a massive day for the Texans. By the way, guys, this was the game where Stroud had really his coming out party in the second half against the uh, Indianapolis Colts in this one. He started the first half. He was just 8 for 15, wound up with a pretty decent day, and overall he ended up at 30 for 47. So you saw the difference in the second half. There he goes 22 for 32 uh, and 269 yards. By the way, Oklahoma State just announced that Alan Bowman has been granted a seventh year of eligibility oh, Dr. Bowman. there at Oklahoma State. <laughs> Dr. Bowman at quarterback. He, he played for Kingsbury at Texas Tech. <laughs> like it's, college football is getting weird. It, it's very what? weird. Uh, dude, seven. First of all. Kind of jealous, low-key. I went to college for five and a half years. I tried to make it six. My parents demanded I leave. Uh, elsewhere, Rubio and the Cavs, he had stepped away for, uh, I guess, to address mental health, which we hope he's okay. 12-year vet. The Cavs and Rubio have agreed to a buyout. Uh, outside of that, just a minute to go. Let's get to the top 10. No, I'm just playing. We haven't done a top 10 in forever. Where'd the top 10 go? Oh, the top 10 died when football really got going. We just got kind of like, and then the basketball overlap. I'll bring it back. We'll bring it back for tomorrow's Friday. I'll, how about this? You'll get a full top 10 tomorrow, one through 10. We're not going to carry it over. We'll do the whole thing in one day. Can we get a first okay. right of refusal, depending <laughs> on what the list is? I put, I put, I'll hold you to that. Don't worry. We'll have plenty of time for the big guys' top 10s once the Super Bowl wraps up. February into <laughs> before March Madness, there'll be plenty of space. Okay. Uh, enjoy, I guess, enjoy the basketball, the hockey tonight, boys. Uh, appreciate no Thursday night football. Uh, our guests for what? It's depressing. There's no Thursday night football. I know. It's weird. It, it was a little bit of a different way of preparing. Like, you always start with the Thursday night games when we wake up on Thursday when I'm handicapping. And not seeing that game pop up was odd today. Um, anyway, enjoy it, boys. We'll see you tomorrow. We run the NFL board, of course, for Week 18 right here on Sharp Money. We'll see you then. It's, of course, Sharp Money presented by DraftKings. Discover a new educational and interactive podcast, Stories for Kids by Lingo Kids. Our episodes are packed with fun activities. Right, Elliot? Oh, yes! We went shape hunting around the block, and we found spheres and cubes on the street. That was great fun. Join Stories for Kids, the Lingo Kids podcast, inspiring you to learn while having fun. Listen to Stories for Kids on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.